Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. Thank you so very much for joining me again uh, this week as we bring you the Word of God. This is Dr. Kazumba Charles. Today we're going to address the, uh, the topic on uh, prayer. Uh, prayer is uh, one of the most powerful, powerful, uh, uh, you would say, tool or weapon that God has given us uh, in our lives. But uh, most of us, we don't understand what prayer is about and we don't even know how to pray. We pray when we need something from God. We pray when we desire God to do something. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, could there be some depth into prayer? Something we haven't explored very well that gets the results when you pray. Could there be a way where when you pray, God truly hears your prayer and he answers you? Could there be a way where when you pray, God begins to do the miraculous in your life? Listen as you're listening to this program today. Many of us pray. A lot of us pray. And most prayers that we pray, they don't get answered. Could it be that God doesn't just want to answer our prayers? Or oh, there is another way around that we could actually have our prayers answered more often if we know how to go to God in prayer. Now, hold on a minute. This is very significant. And my prayer today is that this topic, and as I share with you in depth, it's going to help your prayer life and uh, it's going to help you see more results in your life as you pray. There is something uh, deeper uh, with prayer. That's why prayer is one of the most uh, powerful, powerful spiritual weapon that God has given us. And most of us don't know how to use it because we only use it when we need something from God. Again, nothing wrong with that. But today I want us to look at this uh, topic very, very powerfully so that you understand when you go into prayer, you're going to understand the backbone of your prayer. You're going to understand what you are to do as you are in prayer and the results of prayer and the, the focus of prayer. Now, look at this here. In our modern way of prayer, uh, um, prayer is, uh, in our modern way of prayer, we center our prayer largely on uh, things that we desire. Uh, uh, our prayers are defined largely by the idea of asking God for something. The idea of asking God for something. 
People go to the mountains for days and days and they begin to pray. And most of the times, their prayer is about what they need, what they desire, what they want from God, what they want to acquire, what they truly want uh, uh, pertaining to physical or be it a job or be it, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a, uh, breakthroughs or whatever you've heard of those breakthroughs. I want God for breakthroughs. So we go in prayer to seek breakthroughs. We go in prayer to desire God to give us a breakthrough. Again, please uh, understand nothing wrong with that. But today I want to point you to you to something that is so powerful that can change your prayer life. And actually help you get more results as you pray. Now look here. We pray our prayer either to God or to man. We even pray to man. Either to God or to man. Usually they go like this. I pray thee to do such and such for me. Or I pray God to give me this and that. I pray God to give me that and this. And that, that's how most of our prayers are. Again, please understand, there is nothing wrong with that. There is totally nothing wrong with you seeking something from your father. God is our father and we are to desire things from him. But there are many times you can attest to that, that uh, when we pray, we don't receive what we want or what we desire. So therefore, I want to show you something that is very significant here. The basic concept of our way of understanding prayer and the way we pray is based on our heartfelt request. Our heartfelt request. We only go to God to give him a heartfelt request. God, give me this. Give me that. But what is lacking in that is a truly a relationship, a relationship with God. We go to him as a vending machine. And again, please understand, God, we can go to God for anything. I just want to show you something that is too, so deep, so powerful, so tangible that when you pray and when you are in prayer, when you go into your prayer closet, you will begin to understand something that is so powerful and that gets the results. Look at this here. For us to understand the concept of uh, prayer, uh, uh, prayer, prayer can, can be based and deeply understood by looking at the Hebrew word that based define what prayer is. One of the Hebrew words that based define what prayer is can help us understand what prayer should uh, focus on or the focus of prayer. And then uh, the other results comes after that focus we're going to talk about here. That Hebrew word is the Hebrew word called uh, tefillah. Tefillah is understood to be intro introspection introspection or reflective that results in a bonding between man and uh, his creator god as a child would be as a child would, would bond with his uh, mother or with his uh, father 
let me give you one aspect here. Uh, when my son was being born, my wife, she was too sick to, to, for, for the nurses and the doctors to put the baby on, uh, on, on, on her chest. So they had to ask me to, you know, to put on a robe and, and put my, my, you know, my, my newborn baby on my chest for bonding, for the baby to bond. And you know what that entails? As the baby is laying on you, they can smell you. They can actually learn to smell how you smell. So tefillah is a Hebrew word for prayer that, you know, points us to introspective or reflective way of prayer where you, you begin to bond when you are in prayer. You're not asking about uh, everything, for example, but you are in, uh, in, in, uh, in reflective or bonding mode with God. Prayer in the Hebrew Bible is uh, involving means of uh, interacting with God most frequently through a simultaneous, simultaneous individual unorganized form of petition or thanking. Now, you coming from a position of uh, bonding. There is a bond between you and God. There is a bond between you and God. As you are in prayer, you're not asking everything and everything that you need, but you're trying to bond with God, your Father. When you bond with God, your Father, when there is that bond with God and you, or and with man, God always will do things for us because He already knows what we need as a father would know what his kids truly need. A true father knows what his kids truly need. So that's the same concept here. When we go into this tafila mode of prayer, when we go into this tafila kind of a mode of prayer or communion with God, we go in to reflect our relationship with Him and then to bond with, uh, with, with God, to understand Him, to, 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 to get into the presence of God and, uh, and uh, be saturated in His presence like a, like a son or a daughter would run to his dad and just sits right there. So prayer is really sitting right there in the presence of God, communing with God and uh, praying uh, uh, not for all these other things because when you are closer to your dad, it is in your dad's best interest to do what you desire. He already knows what you desire. So when you sit in your in the presence of, uh, of, of, of your dad, he already knows what you need. So you go into that tafila mode you reflect on your life with a your relationship with your with your dad you reflect on how you are connected with God and that is the powerful powerful things now it is not a surprise that when Jesus Christ was asked by his disciples how they should pray he told them what they what to request he said this making sure to address their heavenly king as our father. We jump off that 
line, the very first line, because the very first line introduces the context of everything that is, go is to be prayed in that scripture. We're going to look at a Matthew 6 here, verse 9. But before we do that, you've got to understand Jesus begins by telling them first, when you pray, when you pray then, pray this way. Our Father. It begins with that word, our Father. Why is that so significant before all these other things that is going to list? Because you can't call somebody uh, my Father or our Father whom you have no relationship with then you can't go to him to ask what you need, to ask what you desire, if you are not in a relationship with him. That's why many father-son, daughter-son, daughter-father relationship are broken down in the sense that there is no communication of my father will do this. So look here, Jesus knew exactly, he knows the culture he's talking to as he's telling his disciples how to pray. He's not just coming up with anything here. He is referring to a prayer mode that goes into tefillah, where you go in as, uh, as, as a bonding, you bond with the Father. Jesus say, tells his disciples, pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, how, uh, first you look at our Father who is in heaven, our Father. So there is a relationship right there. There is a relationship of a son to father, daughter to father, for example. So you begin to pray now, our Father. Our Father, let that sink in for a second, because there is a relationship here. And then he goes on, he says, Hallowed be your name, uh, 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 your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give, uh, give us this day our daily bread. And then now look at this, as they request something from God, now they're going to go into a reflective mode, te tefillah. Reflect now on uh, their relationship with God. So Jesus tells them here, now you are to reflect, he says, uh, and forgive us our dates as we also have uh, forgiven our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil for if you forgive other people for their offenses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive other people then your father will not forgive your offenses now look at this scripture right there it goes into a mode how can uh, Jesus all of a sudden change uh, uh, pray our father and then he goes into forgiveness also he goes into you know um uh, uh, forgiveness also and then uh, forgiving the offenses why it's a relationship it's reflective it is based on uh, your connection with God you can't be in a relationship with God the father without uh, walking in the character listics or the character and nature of God that is forgiveness so as you go to God in prayer Jesus told his disciples pray our father meaning you have a relationship there and then uh, he says uh, glorify how 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 lord how how 
And then it says, uh, hallowed be your name, and then uh, your kingdom come, and your will be done. And then it goes on to say, uh, 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 give us this day a deliberate. They ask, they petition God, but look how they don't spend hours and hours asking what God needs to be given. Jesus doesn't uh, make them spend too much time in there. After they ask, give us us this day our daily bread and they go into another gear which is a reflective reflective uh, relationship with God and they say what and forgive us our dates as we also have forgiven our debtors meaning there is a reflection now here uh, I have forgiven God forgive me and that is where Jesus was uh, pointing out something that was so significant here now watch this also Shortly before that, before Jesus uh, tells them how to pray, Jesus gave them a warning. He said, avoid using vain reputations uh, that characterized pagan approaches to prayer. Uh, pagan approaches to prayer, that's what we're going to focus on. Because uh, most of our prayers are in a style of a pagan. You know, when you go into these uh, witchcraft or witch doctors or voodoo or witch finder or fortune tellers the first thing you're gonna do you don't tell them father mother you have no relationship with them you have no relationship with those spirits all you need is for those spirits to do something on your behalf guess what they do you begin by first forming that bond with that spirit whatever it is whatever that small God is you begin by forming a uh, forming a bond by giving the money because a fortune teller won't tell you the fortune you need to hear without you first paying the money and that money you don't give them to them you give to their gods so that their gods can speak on your behalf so there is an exchange of money but with God the exchange that brings the results in our prayer life is an exchange of a relationship son and father son and father but look at this here Jesus before he tells them how to pray let's look at uh, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 he says this and when you pray you are not to be like uh, the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the streets corners so that they will be seen by people so he is telling them here first of all that a prayer is not about people to see you when you go to the mountains to pray. Prayer is not uh, for us to put up a show so that people can see how connected or spiritually we are. But he is telling them something that is so deep here. And he continues on. He says, uh, truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. Those who stand to be seen as, as they pray. Uh, uh, but as for you, Jesus says, when you pray, go into your inner room. This is not an altar for voodoo. He says in your inner room. Because what is the importance of that? The importance of going into the inner room is uh, for you to talk and to be reflective with your relationship with, with the one you are in relationship with, the Father. Let me put it this way in our modern understanding. When you are about to take your wife for a date, you don't take your neighbors with you to go for a date with your wife. Uh, she, oh, she'll be mad. 
If you're taking your wife for a date, or you're taking your, your spouse for a date, you know, your, your husband, uh, 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 wife, or, 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 or your husband, you don't take other people with you. Why? Because you want to have a reflective moment in your relationship, in your love for each other and with each other and what you plan to do. And you discuss so many other things that you don't need any other person to hear. So it's the same way here. When you go in your inner room, what you're doing is you're going into a reflective mode. Now, let me use this word, meditation. It's 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 um it's one of the most powerful powerful also aspects of prayer it's only that uh, you know the yoga world has taken that word and christians are like oh i can't use it no when you go into meditation you meditate on the word of god you meditate on your relationship with god you meditate and reflect on your life with god that is why it is important so here jesus is saying uh, when you pray go into your inner room close your your door and pray to your father look at this he addresses again your father who is uh, in secret uh, who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you now here is what is happening because uh, prayer is totally centered on our relationship with God now, when you go into prayer, Jesus says, he's saying, go and uh, pray with God based in secret, in the sense that you're going to you have a reflective moment with God. If you need to repent, you repent, you ask for forgiveness, you look at your life, where is my life at? I may put up a show of being a Christian out there, but here I am now, just in the presence of God, Him with me, me with Him, nobody else to see, but God who sees in secret, but God who sees the entire aspect of my life, He is here with me now, He is now doing what? Looking at me right now and he knows what I do he knows my failures he knows my mistakes he knows what makes me mad he knows everything so now I'm in the presence of God guess what I begin to reflect on that and begin to allow him and his presence to transform my life so that I can have a better relationship with God as well as with other people I'm not worried about what I desire from God and I'll tell you why because we should should not center our prayers based on what we need. Our prayers should not focus on what we need. Our prayers should not focus on what we desire. Our prayers should focus on God. When we focus on God, God focuses on our needs and that which we desire. Meaning when we go into prayer, we go in to glorify him, to magnify him, to exalt him, to thank him, to thank him, to ask for forgiveness, to bond with him, to feel the presence of God, to feel the saturation of God. Now, you can't feel that by just asking give me give me give me give me that's why we do not get because our prayer is focused on something that is not uh, relational now look at this here Jesus continues he says uh, and when you are praying do not use a thoughtless reputation as the Gentiles do for they think that they will be heard because of their many words so do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask then what why pray 
If my father in heaven knows what I need, then why pray? That's the question. Why should I pray? Look, prayer is based on a relationship with God. Prayer is based on a deeper relationship with God. When you go into prayer, you begin to reflect, first of all, on his goodness, on his mercy, on his creation, and how he has created the whole world, meaning that if he has created all that is out there, there is no way God can fail to give you what you desire and what you need, because he already knows what you need. What you don't have for the most part in depth is that deeper relationship with God where you would know for sure that if I go out of this place, God is not with me. Or if I go out of this place, God is with me. So you have a full confidence knowing that even though I go through the valley of uh, of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because uh, thou art with me. My father is, is with me. So that is how we live an overcoming life. That that is how we go into the depth of our prayers being answered. Why? Because when God becomes the center of our prayers, he, or in return, he begins to look at what we desire. The Bible is very clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Meaning, seek first God. Seek first God. Desire God. Go into that deeper relationship with him. So look here. It says... Um, in, in Isaiah, we find a curious text as well. Uh, that is in Isaiah 56 verse 7. We find a curious text in Isaiah. These, he says, uh, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in the house of uh, my prayer. Note the wording here. Look at this. Pay attention to this word Isaiah uses. My house of uh, prayer. Let's read again that. Isaiah 56 verse 7. It says, uh, even, th even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful my house of, uh, in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifice will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. The Lord God who gathers and disperses of all Israel declares. Now look at this here. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all the people. Now we need to understand that. This is not just a prayer to go and pray for what we need. It's talking about the depth of a deeper relationship with God. My house will be called a house of prayer, meaning a house of communion with God, a house of bonding with God. So when the house is a house of prayer, it is a house where people are bonding with the character of God, bonding with the word of God, bonding with the spirit of God, bonding with the nature of God. And in return, we begin to do what to reflect what what we have we are bonded to which is God look at this here but the, those words my house of prayer but how is it possible to God to engage in prayer and with whom 
Because God's desire is to engage in prayer. As you pray, God wants to engage in. As you pray, God wants to be involved in your prayer. As you pray, God wants to be involved in your life. But the problem is we are not praying prayers that involve God, that, uh, that, that gets God to get involved in our lives. We pray as if we're going to the bank to apply for a loan or a mortgage. Uh, most of our prayers are based on uh, application. God, I'm applying that you give me a husband. God, I'm applying that you give me a good ministry. God, I'm applying that you bless me indeed. God, I'm applying. And God, all he gets from you is application, application, application after another, application of prayer, application of prayer. How about to give him the supplication of your prayer where you glorify him, where you ascribe to him all, all the glory. You ascribe to him who he is. You ascribe to him the mightiness of his name. You ascribe to him the glorious power of his name. That is when it, began, it begins to become what? To become powerful. But then the question is, how is it possible for God to engage in prayer and with whom? The answer lies in understanding that the Hebrew prayer is not only a request-making session with God. Most of our prayers are a request-making session. When people say, I'm going to the mountain to pray, guess what they are doing in prayer? They are going to make a request session prayer mountain moment with God. God, give me this. God, give me that. That, but in in Hebrew, the, in Hebrew, it is a communal bonding between God and His child, and that is what is so important—a bonding between you and God, a bonding between me and God. And when we bond with God, something powerful happens. Something great happens. And when we understand the aspects of prayer. And why we should pray, then we begin to understand something that is uh, so, so significant. And I want to end here. We'll continue next week as we look at uh, the prayers that God answers speedily. The prayers that God answers speedily. I just want to pray with you right now that your relationship with God will go into a deeper, deeper revelation of your relationship with Him, where you desire Him more. You desire Him more and more more and more and you go into that depth of your desire for God so that you can be in bond within you are bonded to him may God bless you may God watch over you shalom shalom join us next week as we continue on this topic thank you for watching kingdom insight dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God for a love gift of $20 our office will send you one of the following books written by dr. Kazumba Charles the parables of the kingdom revisiting the foundations the weapon of forgiveness or discovering the power of God in you Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.